Madam Chairwoman and members of the subcommittee, ranking member. I am honored to serve as counsel to the National Indigenous Women's Resource Center, a national nonprofit working to end domestic violence and sexual assault against Native women and children. Today, our Native women and children face the highest rates of violence in the entire United States. The reasons for this epidemic, however, are no mystery. In 1978, the United States Supreme Court took away the inherent jurisdiction of our tribes to protect our own citizens on our own lands. And two months ago, the court gave that jurisdiction to states. The majority opinion in Castro Huerta erroneously ignored Congress's passage of VAWA 2022, and the court discarded Congress's considered judgment. The crime underlying the court's decision in Castro Huerta involved non-Indian abuse against an Indian child on tribal lands, a crime that as of October 1st, 2022, tribal nations will once again be able to prosecute because Congress restored this jurisdiction to tribal nations, not states. In restoring this jurisdiction, Congress recognized that no sovereign has a greater interest in protecting native children than their own tribal nations. Indian law scholars have noted numerous problems with the judicial underpinnings of the opinion in Castro Huerta. It misconstrues the plain language of the General Crimes Act, it violates the Constitution's separation of powers, and disrespects Congress's exclusive authority to legislate over Indian affairs. But most concerning is the fact that it obviates the connection between tribal sovereignty and safety for Native women and children. The consequences of Castro Huerta as they relate to safety for Native women and children have already proven to be bad. Because of Castro Huerta, our Native women and children will now have to rely on their state and local governments to protect them, and governments that have until now have failed to do so. The NIWRC is already receiving reports that individual United States attorney's offices are implementing policies to defer prosecution of crimes committed against Indians on tribal lands to state law enforcement based on a flawed reading of Castro Huerta. Nothing in Castro Huerta invites the Department of Justice to distance itself from its treaty, trust, duty, and responsibility to safeguard the lives of our women and children. But as we've witnessed with PL 280, the Kansas Act, and the few other instances where Congress has granted states jurisdiction over crimes against Native victims on tribal lands, such a grant of jurisdiction to states inevitably results in a decrease in federal prosecutions, a decrease in resources dedicated to the crime, and an increase in violent crimes against our Native people. For instance, after Nebraska acquired this jurisdiction through PL 280, the United States Commission on Civil Rights reported that all the tribal nations in Nebraska were told the state simply, quote, did not have enough funds to maintain stationed deputy sheriffs on their reservations. I wish I could say that state and local governments have historically prioritized the protection of our native, and native women and children, but they have not. In Bighorn County, the state county with the highest rates of missing and murdered indigenous persons in the entire United States, the state of Montana has done nothing to address the fact that an entire sheriff's county's office repeatedly refuses to investigate the innumerable homicides of native people within the state's jurisdiction. Kisera stops pretty places. Allison Highwolf, Selena Not Afraid, the list goes on and on. In North Dakota, local and state law enforcement did not search for Savannah Graywin's body when she went missing. She was murdered in Fargo, North Dakota, but the Fargo police refused to look for her. It was her friends and family who organized the search party. State law enforcement did nothing. In Alaska, a PL-280 state with the highest rates of violence against Native women, Native victims of violent crimes who call 911 wait days and days for the arrival of a state trooper. 
Oftentimes, children and family members have to guard the crime scene until state law enforcement finally arrives. Native children are their first responders. In Wyoming, Native people comprise 3% of the entire state's population, but they are 21% of the state's homicide victims. Oklahoma, the state that asked this court for this jurisdiction, fares no better. In 2017, the Urban Indian Health Institute found that Oklahoma ranks in the top 10 of states with the highest number of MMIWG cases, and Oklahoma City ranks in the top eight of American cities that fail to properly record and investigate MMIWG cases. The decision in Castro Huerta, sadly, has nothing to do with what's best for Native victims. It is an outcome-determinative decision fueled by one governor's multi-million dollar PR campaign to overturn the court's prior decision in McGirt. But when the dust has settled and the rhetoric has calmed down, it will be Native women and children who pay the price. We are asking Congress to take action and address the crisis by, created by Castro Huerta. Thank you. Thank you very much for your testimony. The chair will now recognize Miss. Um, Bethany Berger, who is the Wallace Stevens Professor of Law at the University of Connecticut School of Law. <laughs> 